0: Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, with Susan Shireko, where we help you transform your life by changing what you're telling yourself. Whatever your circumstances, you can experience health, financial security, and a sense of well-being once again. And now, here's your host, Susan Shireko. On behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio, and to train your brain, claim your power calls, this is Susan Shireko. Welcome. Lavetta Hankins-Price joins us today to share some wisdom garnered as part of a learning journey we probably are all experiencing in this place called life. Her book, Emotional Dependency, is about this transformation. As written in the foreword, this book is about layers of emotional baggage that women carry around with them. Many stay silent, reluctant to expose their hurt and pain, Associated with mental and verbal abuse. Well, LaVetta had a similar story until this tell all must read book was written. So please wave your hands to welcome LaVetta Hankins Price. Hello, LaVetta. Welcome. Hey, hi. How are you? I am so good. It's so nice to hear you again. Oh, thanks. Thank you for having me. No, I'm so delighted. emotional dependency is your personal journey out of a life of depression and anxiety. When did you decide and why did you decide to tell this story?
1: Well, it was a couple of years ago. Um, Actually, I was in and out the hospital, and I didn't really realize why I was going to the hospital. Um, I'm currently residing in Las Vegas, so I think every hospital in Las Vegas knows who I am. (laughs) <laughs> so, I, you know, uh, I thought I was having a stroke. I thought I was, you know, everything. Everything was just, you know, going wrong with me until one day my uh, daughter, uh, Imani, she asked me, she said, Mama, are you depressed? And I had to shut up and just look. And I looked around and I said, maybe that really is what the issue is. You know, I didn't realize it until she said that, and so that's that's where it all uh, clicked for me.
0: That's amazing that you know we carry around so many things that are symptomatic, but we don't really get to the point until far you know something somebody else has to bring it to our attention. Well, Lovetta, one of the great qualities of this book is that it's really open and direct. You share your story and all of its lessons, and there's one chapter that really stands out, duck. (laughs) You were at a point where you never went out, you felt really bad about yourself, and your well-meaning friends were telling you awesome things like, just go out and get yourself a man. Now, (laughs) -hmm. please tell us how you took action on that. Well, see, with, with that,
1: it was the fact that I didn't know what to do. I was scared. I got to the point in my life where I didn't trust anyone. You know, um, I always felt like uh, if I did anything or became friends with anyone or brought anyone into my life, that they would hurt me. And I didn't want to be hurt anymore. You know, once you go through that hurt uh, so many times over and over again, And I wasn't just hurt from, you know, uh, my ex-husband. I was hurt from family members. I was hurt from friends, people that I considered as, like, sisters to me. You know, they betrayed me in the worst way. And I didn't know what to do with myself. And a a lot of people, they they don't tell it. You know what I'm saying? And so when, when I got to that point where, as. I had to figure out, you know, I didn't, I didn't have no friends for over 20 years. I didn't allow women in my life. Hmm. And so what do you do then? You know, most of my friends became male friends and I literally didn't have female friends. It wasn't until, uh, 20 years later, I went to work at a call center and I had anxiety at that, but um, I was around nothing but women and it was some beautiful women there that brought me out that said, better, you going to come and go with us. And I didn't want to go. I didn't want to do nothing. I would stay home. All I did was cater to my kids and work. That was it. Mm. That was, my, that was my life. And I had to get out of that. And until I met these, uh, uh, women, it wasn't, and I allowed them in my life, it was like I had to allow somebody in my life because I didn't want to be miserable. I didn't want to be, um, grow old and uh, be bitter. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, that I, was the I, only I, way that I can get out of that.
0: Get out of that. Well, I mean, you, you ask readers some really tough questions, not, not directly, but. It's in the context of the book. You know, honest questions about loneliness, avoiding change, trusting, especially God. What did you do to cope with those issues yourself?
1: As far as uh, trusting, um, I mean, Other people?
0: I mean, well, trusting. all these different things, you were, you know, you, you were learning these lessons yourself about trust and loneliness, and mm-hmm. relating to God. So these are these are issues that that readers need to ask themselves as well. And so what did how did you come to cope with this?
1: It was hard. I'm I'm I got to be honest. It was really hard because I would cry. I would cry myself to sleep sometimes and because I I thought God made a mistake with me. I always thought why me? You know, you know how they say you're supposed to forgive people. And you're supposed to just, you know, leave things in God's hands and he'll take care of it. But we're human. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mm-hmm. a superwoman. I hurt too. And every time I tried to live that life and people, I felt like people would take, that, uh, take me for granted and take advantage of that. And I really thought at one point that God didn't like me and that he made a mistake with me. But I had mm-hmm. to learn that he didn't make a mistake with me, that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and I can't expect people to be the same way that I am towards them.
0: Mm. This is a real learning journey that you were on. At what point, you use the phrase in the book, and I think it's so great, at what point did you realize that your life was under new management?
1: When I left. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and
1: when, when I left, I had to take, you know, the courage to leave because when we as women and men um, get into a relationship and you get so dependent on that uh, person or you get comfortable that sometimes people think that they can do whatever and you're never going to leave them. Or there's something where it's the kids that's holding you together. Where is money holding you together? It's always something that's holding you together, but you got to know that you're better than that and you work more than that. And until you realize it in your own mind that you are worth everything, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then you, you, you don't. And when I left, I, Sadly, I was totally relieved. I, I breathed. I, I, I remember going to the courthouse and I thought I was going to be sad filing for the, my divorce. And when I did the paperwork, I turned the paperwork in. And when I walked outside the courtroom, I said, Oh my God, I did it. I did it.
0: Mm-hmm. I did it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. It's real mm-hmm. at that point. The paperwork is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, you know, it's, you talk about the Bible, um, speaking about transforming and that, in fact, you quote second Corinthians 318 and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. It seems to me that your faith is very important in this journey.
1: It's the only thing that gets you through anything. You know, you gotta believe in something other than yourself and other th- and other than people, because people, I learned, I let you down every time. You you know, it, it could be your kids, it can be your parents, it can be your husband, it could be your wife, because you you what you don't realize is that. We lean on them people. We put pressure on people. See, that's the part of the dependency part. Instead of us depending on who can handle us, we put a lot of pressure on our family members, on our friends, even our husband and our wives. You know, we depend on them to make us happy. We depend on them to provide for us. We depend on them to, you know, give us love. And everything, when all of that got to come from within, it got to come from your spirit, it got to come from your soul, it got to come from deep, all the way in you. And until you have that, you end up empty, you, because you're dependent on somebody that's that's not perfect. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna make mm-hmm. mistakes. They're gonna hurt us. And so sometimes we don't know how to deal with that. And the the reason why I, I, I told my story and I wrote my book the way I did. Was because everything is medically. Nobody wants to hear nothing medically, but everybody's scared to tell their stories. And so we got people out there that's going through the same thing that we have been through. That's why we have suicide. That's why we have so many people on drugs and different stuff, because no one wants to tell the truth. Everyone wants to hide it. When you know you hear stories where mm-hmm. they say what happens behind closed doors stays behind closed
0: doors. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, that you know, shouldn't it, be though. No, it shouldn't be. And I and I I, I was going to get to this point later, but it's this idea it comes up so many times in my conversations with women who are writing their books about abuse that they mm-hmm. are they're afraid. They it, it's a, it's not even a physical fear. It's more of an emotional fear. They don't want to tell what's really going on. And it because they don't, the cycle of abuse perpetuates. They can't get away from it. No one can. It's generational. And I find that just a staggering thing for us all to realize, that we all need to speak up when we see, you know, you see something, you say something. Um, because people do live through amazing situations, and they don't. They don't tell anyone
1: because um, we're ashamed, you know. Yeah, we we really we're ashamed are. of what somebody gonna feel or think about us. That's and that's mm-hmm. the way the society is today. We have to be perfect. That's like a man when he raised his son, he has to. You don't cry, you know. You don't do this. You got a man up, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. But mm-hmm. men cry. Men hurt. Men have feelings too, just like women do. But we're told and taught that you can't be a certain way, you can't show a certain emotion, or when you're in an abuse of a relationship, you know, um, with, with, and it doesn't necessarily always be men that the abusers. Women are abusers mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? And men don't yeah. speak up either because I'm a man, I can't tell that my wife does this and that another. I, I, you know, I, I, it, I won't be a man if I have this sudden emotion, you know, and so with the book, it shows it's, it's, it's not biased at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a human feeling and, and a human reaction of, of what we all go through as human beings. And I had a, I had someone told me one time that, and my motto is, I'm not just a human being. I'm a human becoming, meaning I'm becoming mm-hmm. something special. I'm becoming something different every day.
0: Yes, yes. Truer words. Yes, true. Well, one of the first things that that you the one of the instructions that are in the book. I don't know whether it was written for women or really if it's for everybody, but that to take control of your emotions and that the negative feelings. And, and those negative vibes must leave. So so, what do you ask women to do in order to make that happen? <laughs>
1: Truthfully, that's, I, I fight with that right today, you know, because, <laughs> I, and that's really honest, I have to fight that every day because when you have more things happen to you badly, it's so hard to think positive and think that something good can happen or or something is 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 for you you know what i'm saying and that that falls in like i i used to sabotage my own self with um like for instance if a man come up to me and say you're beautiful right i mm-hmm. doubt that mm-hmm. i'm I, I what's your motive or you're yeah. just saying you know what i'm saying yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't told that often, and so mm-hmm. when a man really make you feel and say these beautiful things, I used to 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 think I used to sabotage it because I was like, you know, he can't be telling the truth. He, you know, I don't I don't see myself that way. I was never told that often, so it it, it must not be true. You understand what I'm saying, yes, so we, yes, we have, we have to fight that negative reaction to ourselves, and no um it's a daily thing. It's something that you gotta sit your affirmations. you gotta get up there and you gotta tell yourself, I am what God made me. He made no mistake when he made me,
0: yes, yes, affirmations are so important, our subconscious mind tells us all sorts of stories. And they're based, you know, they're based on what I want to call the fact-based life, what you see around you in the physical world. But that's there's a, an element that isn't true there, because what you just said, you are a, a fabulous human being. God did not make a mistake with you, so everything that you're seeing that is contrary to that is not truth. But you're but right; true. you have to remind yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. because if you. Some to some people
1: to control you, they make you feel that you're less than, so that they can keep mm-hmm. control over you. So that's where the mind games come in. At you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or you mm-hmm. know how some people tell you, "Oh, well, you're not good enough to be a doctor, or you're not good enough for uh, for me or anyone else." I remember one time I was told, "Oh, some uh, this." Celebrity ain't gonna like you because you're you're too fat, or you're too old, or you're not pretty enough. And none of that was true. You you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I thought that I, I was like yeah. that. Then wiggle my self doubt because someone that I depended on made me think that this was true because he he got to be telling the truth, right? He's not—he's mm-hmm. not here to hurt me. You—you you understand what I'm
0: saying? But none of that is true. That's it. It's—you know—it's interesting because you're talking about this. Your affirmations as a technique that you use to change the way you think. It's—it's. Um, it's, as I was reading your chapter on transformation, it's filled with biblical references. You know, and you've even got a, eight good ways to renew your mindset. This is really a core part. Of what you're trying to communicate to people. Um, aside from affirmations, do you have other techniques that that you find really helpful?
1: I, you know, I, I I I ask questions. You know, I, I, I talk. I'm a people talker. I love people, and I, mm-hmm. I I'll ask. I'm not afraid to ask questions. I'm not afraid if you ask me something about myself or my life. I'm not afraid to tell you because I want that help from other people, other experiences. You know, we learn from each other. And until, you know, if you're willing to to tell me how to better myself, you know, then I listen. You know, I listen to children, you know, because in the Bible it tells you even out of the tongue of the mouth of a baby, you will learn. So, Mm -hmm. I, you know... (laughs) I, I speak to people that I feel that can help me and to grow as, as a better person, because, you know, if I, if I tell you I experienced this and you say, well, you know what, maybe if you deal with things in a different way, then, you know, we choose our own battles. You know what I'm right. saying? You, you mm-hmm. definitely have to choose your own battles in anything, in, in learning, in um, relationships, and especially relationships, because I learned that it takes two to argue, it takes two to do everything almost when you're in a relationship, even when you have children. You and your children, it, it, it's, it's always uh, two sides to everything. And so if you don't listen to each each side of it where you can, you know learn to uh acknowledge the other person's feelings and and what what their take on things then you you won't you won't learn anything and i had to learn to shut up
0: <laughs> and just listen <laughs> Yeah, you know it's it's interesting because uh, along with you know your your thinking, another one of the really important themes in the book centers on learning the power of love. And you isn't that an area where we get all messed up in our relationships? So you you have a section where you talk about agape, the God type love, and how it Mm -hmm. how has that changed you and your relationship with men we can't change nobody. God created them.
1: So we get in relationships where we say, Oh, if I do this, he's gonna do this Or if I train him to do this or her, then she's gonna be a better person. She's gonna be this, she's gonna be that. Then now we catfishing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So uh-huh. <laughs> We, we not really being who we are and it's not fair. Um, when, when you speak on internal love, God loves us with all our mistakes and all our faults and he doesn't try to change us there. He did, he doesn't put conditions on us. That type of love, there's no conditions. There's no, if you had a better job, I'll love you more. It's no, if you, uh, was a little taller if you was anything, it's an if, if, if there's no mm-hmm. if in real love, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's unconditional, no conditions until you learn how to not put conditions on people, <sighs> then you'll get the real them. But when you put conditions on somebody,
0: we all fake, ah, yes, mm hmm. We all fail, we fake, we do, you know, any number of things that are not right at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Now, in, in emotional dependency, you share, these are all your personal experiences and what you've learned. And mm-hmm. it's not theoretical. I mean, it really is important to realize that this is all from your heart. It's hard won, you know, and, and, and you had to, I'm sure you had to go through a lot. Was, was it challenging to put it all down in the book?
1: Yeah, because. I had, I didn't, when I, you know what, when you read a lot of books, they, they are, they give you theories. They give you mm-hmm. books. They give you everything that, that's, um, from doctors. We're not doctors. I don't understand these big words that you say. I don't understand all of this. Where did you get this from? And, and this was in the 1800s and all of this stuff. I don't understand none of that only thing I understand is what's going on with me and and how you can relate to me and how I can relate to you. that's um we have it works. We have this um program that you have to word what you say where it's able to be brought to someone that's in a sixth grade level. How do we talk to them people that way?
0: Mm-hmm. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm
1: saying? Mm-hmm. And I I, do. Didn't, I didn't want I didn't want a book that was just school. I'm not in school. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 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 out in this real world. I don't I don't want what some you cannot teach me something if you haven't been through it. Mm-hmm. I take that with a passion. If I go to a therapist and I ask this therapist, I've been married thirty years How how long have you been married? Oh, I haven't even been married. So how can you tell (laughs) me about a relationship? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, the book says, well, the book don't know me.
0: (laughs) It doesn't know many people. (laughs) It has statistics, right? But, yeah, it's really true. How did your family react to the book?
1: I have people that read the book, my family, um my my family, my kids, friends, um, they come up to me crying and they was like, Oh my god, better I didn't oh mom, I didn't even know I was going through this and they come to me crying. I said, Well, I didn't want you to cry They was <laughs> like, No <laughs> They was like, No, part of this is me. This is what I'm going through. I said, Well, if you're saying that that means I did my job. There you go. There you go.
0: Isn't that a wonderful compliment that people react to it that way? hmm So you have been a businesswoman and an entrepreneur. Now you're a relationship and life coach, um, and you're inspiring women and men to explore their relationships in all these new ways. What is the main message you want for them to take away from the book?
1: <laughs> There's a book that's that's uh, called uh, Broken Crayon, Still Color. Ah, okay. And mm-hmm. um, a guy uh, told me that one time. And I just want people to know just because you're broken or just because you're going through things now, that is not your forever. That's not your future. And that can change from minute to minute. You just got to want it and understand that you are no mistake. None of us are. And 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 once you realize that, everything will change for you. And it's just one day at a time. And it's a constant battle because even me today, I still fight with it. But I know if I knew now the things that I, I went through, it's all a lesson to make me be able to, to share my journey with other people, to let them know you're not by yourself. You're not alone. There's somebody out there that's going through the same thing that you're going through. And if they don't tell it, I promise you I will.
0: Mm. Yes. And, boy, that not that the truth? You are not alone in this whole thing. If more people could make us aware of that so we didn't suffer so much. It would help immensely. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. Lovetta, Emotionally Dependency was published just a few months ago in, in 2021. Where is it available?
1: It is available online at EmotionalDependency.com. And uh, dependency is spelled A-N-C-Y, not E-N-C-Y. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you can get it in Amazon. Um, I'm hoping to get it into uh, a lot of other uh, bookstores and, and and Audible, so we're working on that right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And and how do you get the word out about it?
1: Well, I you know what I I give a lot away, a lot of books. I um I get on Facebook, Instagram. Um, word of mouth is is where it's getting around right now.
0: Okay. This is a pretty good way to do it I mean do you do social media uh, yeah I get on there
1: um I post it on there um, especially when uh others come and they tell me they read my book um, the reviews I post the reviews and you know I anyone that feel like that they need the book but can't afford the book I ask them to reach out to me because this book i really really believe in i believe that it didn't just come from me it, it my father god helped me with this all the way because it was something that needed to be heard and when i wrote the book i prayed each chapter that it relayed a message that it would if he was here saying it per se what would he want me to say what would he want me to to get out there and so um, I tell anyone, if you need it, reach out to me and I'll make sure you get a copy.
0: That is, that's wonderful. Because there are people who are in great need and they, they cannot afford to buy a book. Although it sounds like a nominal amount of money, it's still more than they can pony up when they're in their own despair. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do you speak publicly?
1: I'm trying. I'm getting into that. Mm-hmm. I am open to that. Um, that's one of my, my uh uh goals and my plans is to uh do a lot of conferences and you know, um have um go and speak in other with other venues and different stuff. So whoever's out there that's willing to have me, I am open to come, you know, and speak. Um just give me a call or email me
0: and I'm there. Now, do you have an email address that's part of uh, emotionaldependency.com or do you have a separate email address? I just use mine, hankinslavetta at gmail.com. Okay. Um, I want to thank you for sharing your story and your books with us, LaVetta. Let's take a moment here to remind our listeners that we've been speaking with LaVetta Hankins Price about her book, Emotional Dependency. And I'd also like to mention that she's going to have another book coming out soon. Uh, when I first talked to you, LaVetta, it was titled, I Wanted the Wedding But Not the Marriage. Is that still mm-hmm. what you're working on? Yes. Okay. Yes. And okay. I'm, I'm it to be out at the end of
1: this year. And mm-hmm. that's going to be amazing, too, because, you know, a lot of us get into um, marriages that we really are not ready for. Or we don't really understand the real meaning of what marriage is. And so I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to, before you make that call, <laughs> you're going to have it. You're going to know if you ready. Yeah. you're
0: ready now. You're going to have it in the book, in your hand. You know, that's so funny. I just had a flash of a book that I, when I first came out of school and I, I was. I just, you know, I had nothing I wanted to do. I was a young mom, but I was not meant to be a young mom at that point. I was just the worst. (laughs) And I, I, my father helped me invest in a tiny little bookstop, uh, in a bookshop. It was really, really small. And one of the books on the shelf was called Advice to a Young Wife from an Old Mistress. Mm. (laughs) And what a perspective she provided to the young woman who had absolutely no idea. What it meant to be married, and so I, you know, when you say that, I'm I'm getting a flash of that experience from my childhood.
1: <laughs> so you know, it it, it needs to yes. be said again.
0: Somebody needed
1: to say it. That that needs to be shown again because
0: nowadays we have more divorce than we have marriages. Yeah, yeah. Stick to itiveness is is not part of what we do. We we pack up and move out. Or or we do exactly the opposite when we should pack up and move out. I think it's a it's an interesting flip between you know when you're willing to go and when you should be going. Right. Well, well then I really want to thank you again for sharing your story with us. Um, I really appreciate your your being so open and honest and giving in your book. I think a lot of people will enjoy it and they'll get a lot out of it. So. Well, I appreciate you having me. Yes, yes, it really is my my pleasure. But that brings our call to an end for now. So everyone, may you have a great day. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you've been inspired by this show, leave a rating or review on iTunes and visit www.rainbowsoverrunes.com to receive a free chapter from Susan's book. On behalf of Susan Shireko, this has been Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, Sharing the Journeys of Those Affected by Sudden and Great Loss and What They Did to Heal, Rebuild, and Where They Are Now.